Thank you for joining me today. I hope today as we get into our study that you'll see some very interesting items. And I'm going to say this. I find it shocking to see what the Bible says about the beginning of the tribulation and then to read the headlines. Matter of fact, there's such a great correlation that today I want to start a, a study for several weeks and I'm calling it the beginning of sorrows. The book of Matthew deals with this subject and, and uses those exact words as we look at what the Bible says. And so that's what we want to look at today. It's the, really this idea. How do we know that the tribulation is about to begin? You see, I believe the tribulation is about to begin. And I say that because I think that prior to the tribulation beginning will be the rapture of the church. And so how do we know the tribulation is about to begin? Well, we have clear scripture stating these things. The book of Matthew, chapter 24, and listen as I begin to read in verse 7. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, and pestilence or diseases, earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And so the Bible actually talks about the beginning of this tribulation time. And here are the items that it lists, kingdom against kingdom. Are we seeing any of that? And we, and we sure are. Matter of fact, to me, it was quite interesting because as we began recording today's program, the headlines were this, Russia is on the brink of invading the Ukraine. It even says this, Russia prepares for all-out war. And then the next news story was how that China doesn't want to be outdone by Russia. And so they're actually looking at being aggressive toward Taiwan. And the third story was about North Korea. And North Korea continues to test all kinds of warheads. And so the Bible says, you'll know when the tribulation begins, it will be kingdom against kingdom. And then the Bible lists this indicator, famines. We want to investigate that in our program today. And pestilence or diseases, and we've seen the uh, coronavirus go worldwide. And the question really is, was it introduced by natural causes or did it come as a result of some plan? And then finally, earthquakes in various places. The Bible makes it very clear. These are the beginning of sorrows. And so as we see these headlines being fulfilled in our news today, you know what it makes me think? It makes me think that we must be very close to the beginning of the tribulation. But I say that, and, and at the same time, I want to say, okay, what's next on God's timetable? Because you see, if I left you with that idea that the tribulation is about to begin, you might say, well, does the church go through the tribulation? And the Bible is very clear. Matter of fact, we have a little book that we offer to you, and you can get it free just by emailing us. What's next on God's calendar? And it's titled, The Rapture of the Church. And this is part of a series that we've done earlier, and it gives scripture for it. But it's so important to understand the time frame that God has. You see, in the Bible, God has given a time frame. And so what's next on God's timetable? Well, here's six major events that the Bible talks about in the future. And we find ourselves right here. Matter of fact, we've enlarged it because this is the rapture of the church. And I think we're right here. We're in the church age. I think we're at the end of the church age. And the church age will end with the rapture of the church. And then we find that the tribulation begins. But don't be tricked by some of the things that are being told today. Because you see, 
the tribulation, it's not the rapture that begins the tribulation, no. The book of Daniel is very clear that God has a way to indicate the beginning of this tribulation period of time. Daniel chapter 9 verse 27 reads this way, and he, that's the Antichrist, shall confirm the covenant with many, and the word many there really is speaking of the, the Jewish people, for one week or one period of seven. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease for the overspreading of abominations. The Bible again is very clear. We're gonna find in one of our programs coming up how that there's a correlation between what takes place in Daniel 9:27 in the midpoint of the tribulation when he stops the sacrifices. But what we want to look at today is the fact that the Bible indicates that the man of sin, this Antichrist, Daniel 9:27, he will come forward with a, a treaty that will trick all the world. When the world is in desperate straits, when the world doesn't know what to do about situations concerning health and wealth and food, then they're going to turn to an Antichrist. When chaos comes, and let me tell you, that as you look at this time frame, and as you see the judgments, 21 judgments, seven seals, seven trumpets, seven bowls that take place in the tribulation, the world's going to be desperate. They're going to look for somebody that can help them, they think, solve a problem. And when they invite him in, they're going to find out that he's the problem. And so the Bible is very clear that the rapture takes place, it closes out the church age. And then the Antichrist comes on the scene and when he makes a treaty to deceive people, they bring him in for help. That's when this whole time of the tribulation and these judgments come forward. So this is why I think it's so important for us to study these things to see what the Bible says. Let me tell you this. If I didn't know Christ and I saw the headlines, preparing for war, preparing for famine, preparing for all kinds of deception and takeover, I would be very concerned. I would be concerned for my children and for my grandchildren. I can understand why today people are, are so worried about a whole variety of things because this affects every aspect of our life. Food, it affects wealth, it affects health. All these things the Bible indicates, these will be affected in a major way when it comes time for this tribulation. Now, again, let's look at the pattern of Scripture because this is why we want to study God's Word, not just look at headlines, but to study God's Word. And on this side, you'll notice that I've taken the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 4, verse 1 is the rapture of the church. And when we go to Matthew 24, it's a tribulation text. And we have the key to understanding how this works through the tribulation. Today, we're studying particularly Matthew 24, verse 8, the beginning of sorrows. What are the indicators for the beginning of the tribulation? And my friend, if we see those indicators right now, it says the tribulation is about to begin. But the Bible is clear that the church has to be raptured prior to that. Again, I encourage you to, to get our little book on, on what's next on God's calendar, the rapture of the church, why the church cannot go through the tribulation. It's impossible to do so because God's word states it so clearly. And so now let's look again at this comparison. You see, in chapter 6, verse 1, the Antichrist appears after the first seal is broken and the tribulation begins. I think that's exactly Matthew 24, verse 8. Then, in Revelation 11, 12, and 13, it corresponds to Matthew 24, verse 15. It talks about the abomination of desolation. It speaks about the sacrifices stop, and the Antichrist will set himself up in the temple. Exactly what's stated in Revelation 11 through 13. 
And finally, in Revelation 19, it talks about the end of the tribulation. And Matthew 24, verse 29 will say, when the tribulation is over, at the end of the tribulation, immediately after the tribulation. So you can see that there's a direct correlation between each of these categories. Now, when we look at this slide, correlating the beginning of sorrows between Matthew 24 and Revelation chapter 6, I want you to see that there's a perfect correlation. Because in Matthew chapter 24, we notice in verses 5 and 6, we'll see that he talks about this deception of the Antichrist coming. In Revelation chapter 6 and verse 1, the very first thing that happens is this. The first seal is broken. And when the first seal is broken, out comes this Antichrist. He comes on a white horse. In other words, people are going to say, wow, maybe we found a, a savior. Maybe we found a solution. No, he, he's not the solution. He's the problem. But he comes on a white horse. He comes to conquer and to, and to seduce the whole world to believe in him. It's interesting because when he breaks the next seal, the next thing that comes, according to Revelation chapter 6 and verse 3, is war. And then you go to, to Matthew chapter 24, verse 6 and 7, and among the things it says this, you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. There'll be kingdom against kingdom. See, the correlation is perfect. In Revelation chapter 6, verse 5, we now come to the third seal. And the third seal says that there's going to be a famine. How does it introduce that as a famine? Well, here's what it says. A measure of wheat for a denarius, three measures of barley for a denarius, and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Incredible expense for food. You know, there's a lot of people, and they have this idea that, that we don't need to be alarmed about the price of things going up. We're going to see in our program a little later how important this is, what an indicator it is. But here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that there will be a day when food will be more precious than money. I think most of us believe that our current system of money is probably going to be outdated very soon. And so do we buy silver and gold? Well, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that you can have a bag of silver and you can have a bag of gold, but what you're really going to need is bread because you can't eat silver and gold. And the Bible indicates that among the very first things at the beginning of the tribulation is that the price of food is scarce and high. And so this is exactly what we find in Matthew chapter 24, verse 7, and in Revelation chapter 6, verses 5 through 6. And then he talks about death, how that death will come. Again, the correlation between Matthew 24 and Revelation chapter 6 is right on. You see those first four seals go exactly with Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 through 7 and 8. And it says this, that it's the beginning of sorrows. The beginning of sorrows. You see, if the headlines today are exactly what the Bible says will be for the beginning of the tribulation, then here's our warning. That means that very soon the Lord must be coming back. Maybe I'm talking to someone today and you've never received Christ as your Savior. I want you to know that the Bible speaks of the terrible conditions that exist in the tribulation. I wouldn't want to be here. You know what? I would come to Christ and receive him as my Savior just to get out of the tribulation. That's how bad it is. When you see that it says great men, powerful men, rich men, wealthy men, they're all going to cry for mercy during that tribulation period of time. It'll be too late for most. And so as I see the signs for the beginning of the tribulation, it says to me that it's really time for Jesus to come back for those that are saved. My friend, I invite you 
to come to Christ. Now, among those beginning signs was the idea of famine, a lack of food. And in Matthew chapter 24, verse 7, it mentions famine by name. In Revelation chapter 6, verses 5 through 8, I've tried to prove that that's the beginning of the tribulation. It mentions a famine by name. It even mentions it when you go to, to Revelation chapter 18, and clearly a, a tribulation time. May I just read to you what, what the Bible says? It says this in verse 2. It talks about the fact that there will be a time when, when they will cry out for help, and, and nations will be against nations. The abundance of their delicacies will go bankrupt. Merchants who have grown rich selling food and other items, it'll collapse in, in one hour. Verse 8 of Revelation chapter 18. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she should be utterly burned or destroyed with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. The Bible is clear that famine is coming, and I think it comes at the beginning of that tribulation period of time. Let's look at a few headlines. For example, Time Magazine. It says this, food prices are up. Now, if you go shopping, I don't really have to tell you these headlines, you know from experience, but, but let me just show you how well documented it is. Shoppers paid 6.4% more for groceries in 2021, and meat prices were up 14 to 20%. I hope you enjoy the fact that those prices were only 6.5% up because we're predicting record inflation for the year 2022. Matter of fact, at the present rate of this last month of February, it looks like now we may end up with an inflation for 2022 for food alone between 20 and 30%. Can you imagine that? I mean, how will most people be able to afford food? That's the point. Famine is coming. Maybe it's related to, to this headline. Fertilizers are not going to be available. Again, a, a headline says this. Nitrogen fertilizer shortage threatens to cut global crop yields. Natural gas is a key input to the production of nitrogen-based fertilizers, and higher costs have caused some producers to cut production. And so we're seeing this. There's going to be less food that will be grown because there's going to be less fertilizer. No wonder the prices are up. It could be from from shipping shortages. It could be from, from lack of trucking. All these things contribute to this, but the Bible says that food will be hard to get. There'll be famine, and you'll trade a bag of gold or a bag of silver just for a loaf of bread. In my hometown of, of Wichita, Kansas, people were shocked. I had a grandchild that was shocked because they went into to Walmart. There was not a single package of meat in the entire meat counter. I, I think this is just typical of what's taking place all around the world. And by the way, not just in Wichita, but here's a chart that shows worldwide food shortages. Acutely food insecure populations. In other words, in Latin America, 18, eight countries, 18 and a half million people with acute food shortages. In Europe, a half a million. In the Middle East, 43 million. In Africa alone, 36 countries, 73 million. Do you see what's taking place? On a worldwide scale, we're watching famine being set up so that it can come at any time. Here's what the Bible says. You'll know when the tribulation begins because there will be an acute famine. And I think the world's being set up for that famine right now. But there's another indicator. Another indicator is it has to do with wealth. 
again, the passage that we've been looking at the last several weeks and today for sure is Revelation chapter 18. And in verses 12 through 17, I found an interesting pattern as I was reading and studying it this week. It talked about the, the merchants who were made rich with items. And these items were, were the fancier items. They were scarlet and silk and, and woods and ivory and bronze and iron and marble. I mean, it, it lists quite a few. It talks about them with bedecked with gold and precious stones and pearls. And you know what? These all came to nothing in one hour. Why should we be concerned about wealth? Well, let me just try to give you a couple reasons. Number one, here's a headline from the Washington Post. December prices were up 7% compared to a year ago. 2021 inflation reached highest in 40 years. And as I just mentioned to you, they're preparing for a record year in 2022. In other words, the dollar is shrinking. Your, your, your money is, is worth less. It's, matter, it's shrinking so much and it's in such bad, uh, I'm going to say, in, in favor around the world. They're thinking of maybe going to a whole new economy. What a, what a neat way for a global reset to take place. Here's another one that I found interesting. The price of new and used cars. According to Fortune magazine, February 2022, inflation is changing the rules for used cars as prices surge 45% in one year. Th think about what it means to say a 45% increase in used cars or new cars. Based on the headline from Car and Driver magazine, it says this, the average price now of a new car is, is 40, over 47,000. You see, this is exactly what the Bible said. Isn't it interesting that the Bible says that there's gonna be these problems as the tribulation begins. That's why I think the tribulation is getting ready to start. And by the way, the problem doesn't end there. As we talk about wealth, let me mention this to you. Again, a recent headline was this, the government is now seeking a way to control the 401ks. Why would they be interested in your 401k? I'll tell you why. Because there's over a trillion dollars in the 401k. And the government is saying, you know, maybe we should take those over because that way if the economy failed, the government would be behind it. I'm sure most of us feel that we don't want the government behind the, the 401ks. But you see, what they'd like to do is they'd like to say, we should be in charge of all retirement funds. All the pensions should come from the government. Life insurances, they'd even like to take over the life insurance companies and make it so that life insurances are paid through the government. Or for sure, Social Security is already there. You see what I'm saying? In other words, the government wants to control all these funds. Why? Maybe because they want the money, but I, a little suspicious that it means this, that that way you could not collect a pension, you could not take money out of your 401k, you could not collect life insurance or even get social security unless the government would approve you. In other words, it might be that they would require a mark. You see, the Bible says in the tribulation, the beast will require a mark. And otherwise you won't buy or sell or trade. You, you won't get government funds. You probably won't get social security. You see, we're doing exactly what the Bible said would be in the last days. My friend, are you ready for Christ to come? Are you ready for the tribulation to begin? Because I think that event of the tribulation beginning is very soon, but I think even sooner is the coming of Christ. I want to show you one other headline, and that's concerning technology. In Revelation chapter 13, verses 14 through 17, it talks about a mark of a beast. 
And we've looked at that in some of our programs, and we're going to look at it more in some of our future programs. But here's an interesting headline, The Intercept, January 2022. Vaccine passports are here to stay. Why worry? If you've got a vaccine passport, you can do almost anything. And that's exactly what people are saying. You see the requirement for control by the government. Technology, particularly artificial intelligence, well, it's, it's incredible, isn't it? What it can do is, is wonderful. But according to another headline, it says 2022 will be the year artificial intelligence goes from experimental to essential. And remember in our past programs, we've looked at the fact that AI runs almost everything already. Transportation system based on that, communications based on that, your home. You, you see, artificial intelligence can turn on your, your pot roast. It can turn down your air conditioning. It can do all kinds of wonderful things for you. But the trouble is, who controls AI? And there might be a time when we don't trust the person who controls it, and that person would be the Antichrist. I think eventually medicine will be tied up with, with AI. Education already is, the economy is, the military. Uh, you see, every phase of life is gonna be governed by AI, and whoever controls AI, they're gonna control your life. I think this will come in the tribulation period of time. I think that's exactly what Revelation chapter 13 is talking about. So here's what my observation is. Deception, control, fear. You see, really, when you look at each of these things, there are people and they're worried about the cost of goods. They're worried about having enough food to eat. They're worried about wealth, our money system. Will it survive? And the answer is, you know what? Once Christ comes back and believers are taken to heaven, then chaos breaks out on planet Earth. And very soon, the first seal will be opened and the Antichrist will come. And he will come, first of all, and he will look like a problem solver. And what the Bible says, he turns out to be the problem maker. My friend, I'm concerned because already I'm beginning to see what I call the beginning of the tribulation. Signs for the tribulation, they're starting to come. And here's what I know. I know this, that before the tribulation can ever begin, before the Antichrist can ever come forward as a leader for the world, Christ will come for believers. My friend, I wanna ask you a question. Are, are you ready for Christ to come? I could ask you if you're unsaved, are you ready for the tribulation to begin? Because those signs are here. But I want to put it this way, are you ready for Christ to come? You see, I think some of you say, well, I know that there's a God, I know there's a Jesus, I know that that Jesus died. But it's one thing to have those facts. You know what? According to the book of James, the devils believe that and they're not saved. There's a lot of people that believe that. The people of the church of Laodicea who are not Christians, they believed about God. But there's a difference in believing about God and trusting in Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And so when I say, are you ready? Number one, have you ever admitted to God that your sin, your sin nature, your sins that you commit, these have broken your fellowship with God? Just as Adam and Eve in the garden broke fellowship with God by sin, we've broken fellowship with God. We're short of God's holy standard. We need to admit that. We need to not only admit it, we need to turn from that sin. Secondly, we need to acknowledge that when Christ came, he had no sin of his own, but he took the sin of all the world. He took my sin, your sin, every individual sin he paid for on the cross. The wages of sin is death, 
Jesus died for me, died for you. He shed his blood, and that blood was precious blood that could wipe away every sin of every sinner. And then the third thing is this, to personally accept, to say, Lord Jesus, I take you as my personal Savior. I take your death as a substitute for my death that I owe God for my sin. My friend, today, you could receive Christ as your Savior because you know what? You would be ready, ready for the coming of Christ, and you would avoid the tribulation. My friend, to avoid the tribulation is a great premium that God gives to those who receive His Son, Jesus Christ, as their Savior. I invite you to come to Him today, would you? Would you accept Him as your personal Savior? Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to other programs if the Lord be not come. Father, we come to you, and I thank you that with all the signs that we see around us, that the tribulation is about to begin, Father. Here's a greater sign, and that sign was this, that Jesus came exactly as he said. And on the cross, he died for the sins of the world. He died for every individual's sins. And Father, I pray today that some will say, I take Christ. I don't want to go through this tribulation. I don't want to worry about my, my health and my wealth and, and food. I will take Jesus as my Savior. Father, thank you for the Word of God that's so clear. May we read it and study it. May we rejoice knowing that we're on the brink of Jesus coming back. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.